Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Berkman. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to have liquidity in retirement. Which is uh, something that most people probably are not thinking about and should. And we'll walk through a couple examples of of why and how it works. Yeah, for those of you listening, we understand most of you listening are not at the age of retirement. However, you are stashing money away in different accounts right now. And so we always talk about thinking with the end in mind. And so this concept that we'll go through very high level today will allow you to think differently as to where you're putting money today as well, as well as thinking bigger picture with you know, how a retiree typically acts. Because I get this question asked all the time, Alex, and I'm sure you do too. When I'm, I'm talking to someone that is either retired or about to retire, they'll sometimes question like, why should I listen to you? And I just kind of politely say back, well, I've retired 57 times. How many times have you retired? And they kind of like pause. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I do this for a living, meaning I've had 57 different people have different 57 different situations that had them have to not work or not either have to not work or they chose to not work and had to have income to live the life that they still wanted, which completely changes everything that we were just talking about. Because you're like, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> right? Right? So before we get into it, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today we are drinking Kitty Cat Blues. Uh, it is a blueberry pale ale from Black Raven, uh, another one of our uh, favorite breweries. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to enjoy this beer much more than you are, just given the fact that I like sours. And I know that you're not a huge fan of uh, of fruity beers or sugary beers. Yeah, this one is not my favorite Black Raven beer. Um, right. It's in the name blueberry pale ale, right? So it's got a little bit more of a sugary uh, flavor to it. I, I like scent citrus in my beer. I don't like necessarily the, um, the fruitiness, uh, the alcohol content is 5.5. The IBU is 35. It's not too fruity in terms of the sugary content. It's just, I, I just, I prefer more of the citrus flavor, which is as Alex stated, which is why this isn't my favorite. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting beer. I don't I don't think I've ever had anything like it before. It's it's definitely not like a sour, uh, but at the same time, like I I can't the I can't think of an example of what this is similar to. I do like the can, and I do love the name. I'll give them that. So. And it's it's not bad. I would definitely drink this again. Um, it, it 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 is definitely going to be a little bit of an acquired taste, though. So, with all that being said, let's kind of jump into the topic here. So, what are we talking about? True liquidity here, Alex. So let's paint the picture. Well, so <clears throat> this is a concept that is designed from when we get to retirement. We've got this big pile of money, right? And we've got choice over how we have it allocated. But for the most part, all of the decisions around where that big pile of money is located 
have already been made, right? Yeah. I mean, most people, right, as, as people listen to this episode probably would think, as you get to retirement, you're not at the same risk profile. So you, t- you tailored back the risk. And so rather than having like a 90-10 type allocation, 90% stocks, 10% bonds, you might be at like a, and I'll make this up, a 50-50 allocation, 50% stocks and 50% bonds, therefore taking less risk inside of the stock market. And, and hopefully we've achieved that over time through new contributions as opposed to, oh, I'm retiring tomorrow. I should go from 90% to 50%. Like we don't want that type of a swing to occur in our investment portfolio. So now take this a step further. So imagine you're about to retire. You have a 50-50 allocation, right? Or a lower risk allocation. What is it, or when you're pulling that money out of the market, if the market has a down year, even in your 50-50 profile, that means you take money out and you lost money in the market. So I throw out a figure here, let's say it's $2 million. Let's say you're pulling out $80,000 from that portfolio. So that's at 4%. We've t- spoken about this prior, that 4% rule, kind of living an interest only type of um, distribution strategy. And so you take out $80,000, but also that same year, the stock market lost 10%. So not only did you lose, take, not only did your 2 million go down to uh, 1.9, you know, I'm going to round down 1.9 million. It's even lower than 1.9 because you also lost money in the stock market. Right. One. Well, in addition to this, like when we talk about 50, 50, we're talking about the mix between stocks and bonds. Right. And the idea being that bonds are more conservative, but Ryan, has there ever been a time when the market went, the stock market went down and the bond market went down? I've never heard of that. Yes. The answer is yes, it has. And so it's one of those things where just because we're being more conservative does not mean that we're not taking on any amount of risk. And typically when we reach these really negative black swan type events, it's not just one type of asset that goes down. It's a bunch of them. And so as a result the safe harbor or the normal safe harbor may not actually be a safe harbor. So you've got this $2 million that you're really living on the, the $80,000, right? So that 2 million is what's turning on the income of 80,000, the full 2 million. And you had a negative year. And let's just say the next year is also negative. And let's just say the third year is also negative by the way that happened from the years 2000 to 2002. So this isn't something I made up, it actually occurred. So your $2 million might've been cut in half over a three-year period because you've taken money out of the account and, and the, the account itself has also lost money because of how the market's gone. But not only that, Ryan, we were also taking distributions during that time period. Right. So this is what they call sequence of returns risk. So some of you may have heard that. Now you understand how this works. So imagine being three years into retirement, your $2 million's down to $1 million. Would you at all start to freak out? I think a lot of people in the car listening right now are raising their hands like, yeah, I'd probably start to worry. And if they aren't raising their hands, as they shouldn't be if they're driving, they're still probably thinking in their heads, holy crap, half of my money is gone in three years. That means that I can 
I only have another, what, five, maybe 10 years to, to have money. And that's if the market turns around and goes the right direction and doesn't continue going down. So what we're talking about liquidity here, the other uh, thing you could have done, and this is what we're talking about. We've been talking about liquidity a lot lately in your accumulation years and your distribution years. So imagine now taking that $2 million and let's just say you took 1.5 and left it in that same 50-50 allocation that we spoke about earlier. And you had $500,000 not based on the stock market. Okay. So you've got 1.5 in the, in the stock market, 500,000 outside of it. The $500,000, you know, could be in several different... For today's example, I'm going to keep it simple, right? Let's just say that's it's in a it's in a an asset class that allows you to get a two per two to three percent return coming Fixed, in the door, guaranteed, right? No no issues, no concerns, just the the tortoise, slow and steady, plods along at two to three percent. So one point five in the stock market, five hundred outside. In that same example we were just talking about, those first three years being negative, and there's other negative years, right, that may occur, but in the negative years, you decide to pull money from the $500,000 pool of money, allowing the 1.5 that's still in the stock market to rebound mm -hmm. when the years are negative, or but, hopefully rebound. Yeah, presumably, like have it when it take income from the fixed component while you're down, and allow time for the market to recover. Said another way, if you've got two pools of two piles of money, one pile of money is down for the year, and another pile of money is just kind of steady eddy tortoise growing at two to three percent over year over year. The pile of money that's down for the year is that the pile of money that you really want to pull from? No. No, you pull from the five hundred thousand dollar. So when we talk about liquidity, now we've got flexibility around where to pull money from, and in turn, allows us still to take that $80,000 distribution just with more flexibility and more security at the same time. And the location of those dollars matters in terms of like what type of structure is it in and what are the underlying choices from an investment standpoint. So this goes back to, we, we've had this conversation as well, right? Not every dollar needs to be in a stock market type of risk profile. Not even every dollar in, should be. Even in your accumulation years. Because when you get to retirement, now you've got different strategies depending on where you put your money. And if you've been putting your money in one style of bucket for 30 plus years, that flexibility just went out the window. Right. Which takes us, Alex, to the question of the day. And our question today is, what's your plan for when a market down curve occurs in retirement for you? So head over to beerandmoney.net. And at the bottom of that page, there's a spot to answer that question. Mm -hmm. If you got any value out of this episode, please share it with any of your friends, any people that you work with. Because if you got value out of it, my guess is they might get out it, value out of it. And the whole reason we do this podcast is to be a resource for you to think differently about your money and make the most efficient decisions based on what your situation and what you want. As always, we do hope that this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow, AR Insurance License number 1531912. CA Insurance License number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-130237. Expiration, November 2023.